And now, The Fine Print with Attorney Jen Rout. And welcome to The Fine Print with Attorney Jen Rout. I am Attorney Jen Rout, and with me, as always, is my... Awesome. Awesome? I don't know. No, it's definitely awesome. All right. Although my microphone's really far away. Awesome sidekick who can't place his microphone properly, Uh, Ben Needenthal. Hi, everybody. Hi. Hi. Guess who's back with us today? It's it's weird. Uh, I'm... I, I, I don't know. Who is it? Who is it? Who is it? Welcome back, John Grillo. John Grillo. Reitman Financial. Thanks for having me again, guys. You're all welcome. Right. With all the charitable giving talk last time, we've had some questions about, um, well, how do I really get to that point, basically? Kind yeah. of how to get my financial life in order. Yeah. Well, I mean, like you, you, we started off the whole conversation basically saying the, the people are like, well, I don't have any money to give. And uh, that resonated with me because I don't have any money to give. <laughs> so, you know, so yeah. So I guess what's, uh, hey, when you talk to people about this kind of thing, how does that conversation begin? So I guess that's kind of, is that where we're jumping off today? Is that the idea? Sure. All right. Works for me. All right. <laughs> we're going with the flow. So, yeah. John. <laughs> so the first step to kind of starting any financial plan, and a lot of people get scared when you say financial plan Mm -hmm. like well i don't plan my meals i don't plan my day you know i go to work i come home i don't know what's going to happen yet you're going to develop this plan for me for how long how many years what's it going to do where's it going to go and -hmm. i think that's where people get nervous when it comes to financial planning um but there's also the old adage a failure to plan is planning to fail and that is absolutely correct okay you and your idioms. I know. <laughs> Some plan is better than no plan. Yeah. And what ends up happening is I work with members is some of them want the full boat. Yeah. They want to know, I graduated college. How do I pay off my loans? How to create my savings? How do I start to retire? What are my work benefits? Where do I go? What's next? How much will I have when I retire? How do I take that money out when I retire? When I die, what will I do with the money that's left? These are all questions that literally keep me awake at night all the time. So, yeah. Why Ben never sleeps. Mm. That's, that, well, it's one of the reasons. <laughs> and I never sleep helping that people answer them. Huge piles of cocaine, too. So, you know. <laughs> oh, huge, that's huge. Dis- Do we need to have a cocaine special, like heroin? You know, our heroin, our heroin special did not go exceedingly well. I don't think the cocaine no. one would go very well, either. No, so. no cocaine. Yeah. Lowest rated bad. show we've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> heroin addiction. Yep. Yep. It Interesting. Was, yeah, and I had no idea that that was coming either. She was <laughs> like, today we're talking about heroin addiction. I went, oh, it's going to be a rough one to make funny. Um, <laughs> yes, addiction yeah. is painful. Yeah. yeah. So So let's not talk about addiction. No, let's talk about how to make your life financially better. Yeah. So, okay, so, you know, you, uh, to a degree, um, you know, for when I graduated college, which was – about four years later than most people graduate. Not that I'm a doctor or anything like that. I just took my time getting through art school. We, we call that the um, I thought you were four years younger than most people, which is why no. it was four years later. Oh, God, no, no, no. <laughs> no, um, it, it's uh, it, 
I mean, like the, they don't give you any kind of financial planning or anything like that, or any any kind of idea like what yeah. you how you want to pursue career work, anything like that. So it's sort of like for myself, and and I, I don't want to speak exclusively for, but for my wife who who co-owns the business with me, we we both. Um, came out and started doing you do what everybody else does you go and you try to get a job mm -hmm. and the, the way our industry works is the jobs fall through all the time because a budget doesn't come through or somebody says oh i don't want to spend the money on that and then all of a sudden there's no work and you're bounced around from place to place to place and six years of that kind of put us both in a place where it's like i mean kind of live with what we have at the moment and don't really save a whole lot of money and, and you know con consequently there's some debt that we need to work work off and that sort of thing so I mean it's a you know it's a challenging situation to be in and it's like you know from a financial planning standpoint I know it's not the optimal place to start so I guess the the question is for somebody who's you know maybe getting out of college and maybe has the the student debt or something like that like I mean how do you even start to get on top of that and I like one thing you said, maybe it's not the optimal place to start. And that's where I feel that Thrivent myself, you know, it depends on your advisor. Um, I would argue it almost is an optimal place to start mm -hmm. because if, you know, you start and you've got this plan in place and you've done all this work and you're falling on, getting on and off, at that point, you're moldable. You're mm -hmm. a sponge. Um, you're probably what we would call surviving. We've got five S's, surviving, struggling, stable, secure, and surplus. Hmm. Everyone fits into one of those categories. And it doesn't matter what category you're in. Yeah. We can plan from there. And yeah. I rattled off 10, 15 questions that get asked. Mm -hmm. Not all the questions need answers today. Right. Um, you know, the scenario you were talking about... We talk about our financial principles to live by. Spend less than you make. Be wise with debt. Protect yourself against setbacks. Have a short and long-term plan. And if you choose to give back. And right then and there, you two were trying to spend less than you make. Mm. Some months it worked, some months it didn't. Yeah. Part of it, and I, I don't like the word budget. Because yeah. if I say budget, budget mm. what kind of feelings does that invoke negative i can't do anything i'm trapped feelings like right. a diet almost exactly yeah, financial diet right and i love the term you used because i had a friend that i worked with a while ago say you're on a diet every day of your life mm. you just don't plan what you eat but yeah. it's still a diet because it's what you eat eating mcdonald's three times a day is a diet it's not a good yeah. one yeah but it's a diet right and that's the same with, I don't use the word budget, I use the word spending plan. Mm. Jen, to make you a little stereotype, would you like to go spend some money on shoes? Yes, I would. And the Sooner key is... Sooner rather than later. Lots of <laughs> My fun. response is, I have shoes, I'm good, thank you. I think Kohl's is having a 50% off sale today and every day for the rest of their Always. business model. Yeah, you never buy anything full price at Kohl's, come on. Exactly. And you go with 30% off. There you go. And the key is... New sponsor, Cole, this week, <laughs> folks. Thank you. <laughs> when you walk into that store and you know how much you can spend that month on shoes, on clothes, on groceries, on eating out, on entertainment, mm -hmm. when you know how much you can spend, it's a little bit different than saying, I can only spend $50 on shoes this month, or, ooh, I get to spend $50 on shoes because I plan to do it. Yeah. 
and it, it's a different mindset. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a shift. Right. And that's where you were. You and your wife were doing that every day, trying everything you could to spend less than you made. Mm-hmm. Now, if you generated some debt, okay, well, it happens. You know, mm-hmm. credit card debt, unfortunately, is part of American lifestyle. Yeah. Um, people are trying to shift away because they realize when they borrow money, they have to pay it back and then they have less money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that kind of takes us to the second principle, be wise with debt. Mm. If you're going to get debt, let's talk about credit cards for a second. Have you ever gone to a bank and gotten a credit card? Yes. Mm-hmm. And our usual interest rate is probably between... I believe the average is between 25 and 29.9%. So for a bank credit card or for a non-store related credit card, we're looking more, probably new credit cards are in the range of 10, 15, 20%. True. True. But if we're going out and getting that Kohl's card, because Jen wants those Kohl's dollars. Yes, I do. Now you're carrying 20 to 30% interest. Right. So if you don't pay that card off the next month, all those Kohl's points you earn don't do you any good. Yeah. And that's being wise with debt. When we get our mortgage, when we buy our cars, be smart about the debt we have. Now, we don't always have choices in debt. Um, You know, there's financial workshops and seminars out there that say save $1,000 and then pay off your debt. Yeah. That's something typically we stick with. And I have uh, a lot of members I work with, they say, but John, I only have $1,000. What if the next big thing comes up? And I say, well, would you rather pay your credit card company to keep borrowing their money as you save in the bank. I mean, I don't know if you're up to date on interest rates. Mm. Um, you know, the Fed's at a quarter percent right now. Yeah. December, are they going to raise them or are they not? Yeah. I don't know if you realized when they raised interest rates to a quarter percent, your bank account interest rate didn't go up a quarter of a percent most likely. Mm. No. No. But your loan interest rate probably did. Yeah. Yep. Well, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Overseas, they're looking at negative interest rates. You put your money in the bank, you are paying them to hold on to your money. Hmm. Kind of an interesting thing going on in the world right now. So why would we pay the credit card company to hold $1,000 of our money if we can start paying that off? Yeah. Because what I talk to people about is I say, if you have that catastrophe, if Mm -hmm. something's going to come out um, that is going to deplete your emergency savings. Yeah. Well, it would have done it anyways. Yeah. Right. But you would have been paying interest additionally that whole time as well. Yeah. Um, and the other thing I would kind of a disclosure is every single person, every couple, you need to be treated as individuals and come up with solutions for you. Mm-hmm. There really is no one model fits everybody. For right. certain stages of life, it helps. First, and I should say certain stages of your financial life, it mm-hmm. isn't bad. Yeah. But once we kind of get out of some really basic principles, you need to be an individual and treat it as such. Yeah. Uh, hey, enter our 10-step program. Well, that's not going to work for everyone with finances right. because you have a child, you don't have a child, uh, you know, I'm not married, you know we may have a lot of the same financial situations happening, but we can tackle them in different ways for a business owner. Yeah. You know, well, one quarter, it's great. Everyone's coming in. Jen's got criminals galore. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Just because I do so much of hiding that. Hiding in her office they, they, and stealing things. Mm-hmm. And She's doing all this estate planning and getting referrals, and everyone's coming to see Jen this quarter. And paying. Let's not forget that. And paying. And they're paying her. 
she's not being generous through providing free legal advice at that time. People are paying. And then next quarter, it's everyone she knows needs help but probably can't pay. Yeah. So fees might get reduced. Bills might not get paid. Mm. So as business owners, we have an ebb and flow. Yeah. And that's where being wise with debt really comes in. That's where the savings account comes in. That's where as business owners, one of the things I just push on my business owners is pay yourself. Hmm. Not use your business income. Pay yourself. Create a paycheck. Mm-hmm. And what that does is that fits into your spending plan. Yeah. If you know what your fixed bills are, I can say no matter what, Ben, you need $1,575 a month. That's going to pay your rent, your gas, your electric, and your phone bills. Mm-hmm. You can survive. Yeah. Now we have food on top of that. We have other things, but maybe you're not going to the movies this month if you didn't, if the business doesn't make money. Sure. So that's kind of the stages we talk about initially, and that's why having someone in your situation may be perfect to mold because then yeah. from there we go on to our next steps. Yeah. Well, and before we go there, um, if I remember right, the Federal Reserve back in May did a survey of something like 5,000 people that said um, – most Americans can't cover a surprise $400 expense for $400. So that's where that savings would it come would in. It would hurt. I'll be honest with you. Like, if one popped up, like, I mean, it would it would cause a problem. Right. Well, my cat the other day, like, my, I have one cat. I have two cats. One cat has urinary tract problems, and he developed a UTI. And mm-hmm. this is a couple of years ago, and we found out that this is something that happens fairly commonly with cats. Everything's fine for like two years, and it's like right now we're kind of in that sort of we're in the the trough, as you will. And mm-hmm. you know, all of a sudden, cat starts showing symptoms again. It's like, mm-hmm. God. Yeah. so it's like, you know, I'm kind of going in the back of my head. It's like I want to get my cat well and make sure he's okay, but at the same time, I mean, you know, money money is not currently growing on trees, right? So. You know. Well, the statistic was 46% of Americans said they could not have enough money to cover a $400 emergency expense. That's a really high percentage. That's it's a scary. really high percentage, and that's not a lot of money. No. No. So that's why planning with someone like John, yeah, super helpful. Yeah. Yep. So what's the next step after debt then? Or do we look at debt in more detail? Because there's like school debt. That we all have now, which is lots of fun. And with school debt, you know, so sitting here with a lawyer. Jen, (laughs) how long did you go to school for? Yeah, that was uh, seven and a half years. So for everyone out there, I want you to think about going to school for four years because that's more average. Um, State school, in-state tuition, no (laughs) room and board, lived with mom and dad. You know, we have this huge variation when it comes to school debt. Some kids graduate with none. They work their way through. Some kids graduate with everything because they didn't. Um, We've got doctors, chiropractors, lawyers, and we also have people that went and got an associate's degree and don't know a whole lot. But the number one thing with school debt is you really need to sit down with someone and look at how it's structured. Um, Refinancing may or may not be a good idea. Mm-hmm. Um, you really have to look because one of the things when I started this, you know, someone said, "Oh, I got a hundred thousand dollars in student loans," and I'm like, "Oh, how many loans?" Well, two. And I'm like, "Well, do you have the paperwork? I'll run some debt snowball calculations for you. Show how long it'll take to pay these off based on what you're doing." Mm-hmm. They bring me the paperwork, and I realized they had about eighteen loans. Right. I have eighteen loans. 
right now. Jen was not that person. <laughs> no, but to consolidate because of the interest rates of half of them. Right actually will hurt me well the last time i checked it's been a little while since i've checked on this but and the interest rates of the other half might be worth consolidation right. might not I, i'm one of those lucky people where i didn't end up having to do the student loan thing wonderful um you know and so i guess i don't understand how does that happen how do you end up with 18 well because each so loans? each for instance um each semester you might get two loans because they're two different types of loans and there are two different types of federal oh loans. So then you get two per semester. You're in semesters for, you know, six or eight semesters total. So just do the math. It's two per Sometimes there's private loans. Sometimes there's federal loans. Sometimes there's parent plus loans. And you sit here saying it's crazy. This is the reality. Right. See, this is why this is to me. This is why it doesn't feel so bad to, to take advantage of somebody like yourself and and you and you know work against the system to minimize right. what you have to pay for everything. You know, I mean. Well, and the other big thing is a lot of your federal. You want when you refinance, you want to be careful not to switch types of loans mm-hmm. because you don't want to take a federal to a private. Because okay. if something happens with federal, yeah, it's forgiven. Get, yes, and you can go apply and say. Hardship forbearance. Yeah. It'll still accrue interest, but you don't have to make the payment gotcha. if something happens that changes your life. Gotcha. And there are potentially private companies out there now. Like one of the nice things about a federal loan, if we're married and have student loans, well, guess what? What's yours is hers. What's hers is yours. Everyone's is everyone's. We share. Right. Mm-hmm. So if we suddenly have a catastrophe and we lose somebody. Yeah. Federally, loans are typically forgiven where private or not. Mm. Mm -hmm. And so this is where insurances possibly come in. You know, Mm -hmm. parent plus loans. If you have a cosigner on a loan, if your mom cosigned for your home, something happens to you, your mom owes your home. Mm. And so this is where we look at things like that. There are private companies out there that do have forgiveness built in. And the biggest problem is when you took the loans, you probably were not educated properly. No. You were also <laughs> learning something else. And then when you graduated, you say, well, they tell me to pay so much a month. Yeah. And the problem I've seen with paying so much a month is when you actually run a calculation to say, okay, I've got $100,000 of student loans. Well, hey, I only pay $10 a month. Well, how much of your principal is actually cutting into, and is it going to take you 50 years to pay off these loans? Yeah. Or if you're on income-based repayment, which is one way of paying your federal loans, and it's based on how much you make. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you may not have a huge payment based on your income, which is fine for right now. Right. But that means you're not making any progress towards your principal, and at the end of 25 years those income-based loans get forgiven, except that's a taxable event for you. Mm. So if you have $200,000 of student loans and you're paying on income-based repayment and it just continues on and on, in 25 years, that's going to be a $250,000 taxable event for you. And Mm. as you start earning more money, your payments go up. So really proportionally, you're probably paying the same. There is a cap. A lot of uh, teachers or public employees can get forgiveness if they do um, mm-hmm. income repayment. That's programs you have to look into, research, and make sure they're done correctly. Yeah. But then say we have a married couple and you're doing income-based payment. 
well, now our CPAs typically say, oh, just file separate. Yeah. yeah. Well, now we are married filing separate, and that brings in higher potential tax brackets. Potential. Mm. It depends. You've got to talk to your CPA. Right. It also brings in reduced retirement savings options. Yeah. Because if you or your spouse is making over a certain amount of money, you can no longer contribute to IRAs if you're married filing separate. Yeah. So that retirement plan you want to put in place can't happen. A lot of people don't realize this. Their income-based loan, Mary filing separate, putting money in an IRA that shouldn't be going in an IRA Yeah, because your CPA and your financial advisor aren't talking. And in that case, I would say your financial advisor is not doing enough, good enough job planning. Yeah. I want to see your tax return. Yeah. Because that's going to tell me so it, – it's – people say it's my tax return. I say it's going to tell me a lot yeah. that you don't have to try and communicate to me. Right. Um, and that's where we always talk about you've got your lawyer, your tax professional, your financial advisor. I'm trying to help you save for your retirement. Your tax advisor is trying to help you save money. We now negated each other and we probably caused some penalties and some problems for each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because of all these crazy rules out there that, let's be honest, you're busy doing media production. Mm-hmm. You don't have time if you had student loans to remember, okay, I can do this with my loan, I can do this with my taxes, I can do this with my retirement. Yeah. Where, you know, I spend significant amounts of time every year doing continuing education yeah. to make sure I'm up to date on all these changes and all these rules. And I think when it comes to debt, the hard problem is as a financial advisor, if I only talk about debt repayment strategies, that comes to some of the generous planning we do for individuals. I want to help you get to a better place. But the other thing it's doing is it's creating a long-term relationship. It's saying, I'm here for you now. I'll be here for you in the future as we start to rectify these problems. Yeah. And we get into other financial planning as well. Yeah. And you've got to be careful because there are a lot of advisors that have minimums and whatnot. Oh, yeah. And, you know, sometimes it's a do-it-yourself program. When I do a lot of debt, I educate. Mm-hmm. I show them what they can do. I have them come up with the plan. Yeah. Because of all the planning I do, the planning that you do is typically more powerful, and then we hold accountability meetings. Yeah. How's your progress? Because that's really the number one Mm -hmm. way I see people feel overwhelmed with debt. I have all their accounts written on a sheet of paper. I have all their interest rates. I have all their monthly balances. Every month I expect them to put down what their debt payment balance is. Yeah. That's when they feel better. Because even though it's not going down a lot, Yeah. They feel they are making progress, and yeah. that drives more progress. Right. And so debt's going down at $100 a month, and then it's going down at 200 300 and savings works the exact same way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're trying to save $1,000. You're like, oh, I can only do $25 a month. Great. That's what you can do. That's what we're going to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's do that. Okay. So what if you're a small business owner and your paychecks are inconsistent? You know, I mean, Jen's talked about this. I've talked about this. It's, I mean... It, income every month i mean we've got a baseline that we know we'll probably end up getting every Mm -hmm. month but you know it's it could be that or it could be you know three times that it depends on how good the month is absolutely you know and that's where so i'm a small business owner Mm -hmm. i have four bank accounts Mm -hmm. i've got taxes business personal and savings okay okay Taxes come straight out of my paycheck. I have to pay quarterly estimated taxes as many small business owners. My CPA can give me that percentage to put in that account. I always have my money to pay my taxes because I will forever and always have to pay taxes. I have a percentage that goes into my 
um, business account. Mm-hmm. I know how much money it costs to run my business. I yeah. have a spending plan for my business, and while it varies, that money's there. Yeah. And then I have my personal paycheck. Hmm. My personal paycheck goes into my checking account. Mm-hmm. And then every month, my checking account, or my, I'm correction, my personal paycheck goes into my savings account. Mm-hmm. That builds in great months and it goes down in bad months. Yeah. It's up and down because that's our business. Right. And then my savings account pays my checking account what I need. Okay. So my checking account is where I operate out of. Mm-hmm. It's just like I get a paycheck on the 1st and 15th of every month like I used to while I was in the military. It's there. It's going to happen Yeah. as long as money's in my savings. So as long as I keep my lifestyle within my spending plan, mm-hmm. my business income will ebb and flow, but my personal income will remain the same. Okay. So it makes things predictable. Gotcha. Because that's typically the point of failure. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, that makes sense. Okay, so basically that you set up a paycheck for yourself out of your, you said, checking account, and then... However you structure yeah. it, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a good way to do it. Okay. Okay. So, all right. Um, so... So is that part of the protecting yourself against setbacks? And that absolutely can be. Okay. Um, setbacks and business income. What protecting yourself against setbacks is we come up with all these great plans. You know, hey, Ben, when you retire, you'll have $5 million. Feels great, right? God, I wish. Yeah. And then you go out tomorrow, you get in a car accident, and you can't work for six months. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. What are you going to do? Uh, it's, it's legitimately like one of the big concerns that I have is, is so much of everything that happens around here is contingent on me being able to do my job. Right. Um, and my wife being able to do my job. And without that, it's bad news. Yep. So They have insurance for that. Yeah. They do. And that's where disability income insurance. Most people that work for a company, a corporation, have short and long-term disability. They have buy-up options. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's enough. Sometimes it's not. The problem is no one sits down and goes, how much do I need? How much will I actually get? Yeah. When a company pays for those insurances, those benefits are taxed. Mm-hmm. So if you get $2,000 a month in disability benefits paid for you by your company, then that money is going to be taxed. So you're not actually going to get 2000 a month. Yeah. And that's where some people look at supplementing that disability insurance through their work or self-employed people have to self-insure. Yeah. Because the chance you will die during your working years is significantly less than the chance you'll be disabled. Mm-hmm. A disability mm-hmm. doesn't have to be permanent. Yeah. It can be six months, a year, two months, three years. And yes, there are social security disability benefits out there. Mm-hmm. They can be pretty difficult to get at times. And yeah. sometimes yes. they're not there in time yeah. for you to keep your business alive. And that is a different type of disability insurance or for you to keep your family living comfortable in your home. Yeah. Because right. the conversation I have with people is most people admit I'm going to die. So they believe in life insurance. Mm-hmm. A lot of people say I will never get sick. I will never get hurt. I will never get injured. Mm. Yep. I mean, we well, like to live in a state of denial on that one. <laughs> exactly. Is that also a river in Egypt? That is. Oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, um, uh, detecting points for you for that one. <laughs> <laughs> and so, what typically happens, though, is you're going to be laying on the couch, not able to work. Your wife, your family is going to have to care for you. And it's going to be tougher than if you actually weren't here for you personally. Right. Um, 
And so that's more of protecting yourself against setbacks. You know, if I use a sports reference, you know, we look at the Super Bowl last year. The best defense against the best offense. Who won? The best defense. I, I can't remember. Who and won it's the okay. Super Bowl last year. But that's yeah. just kind of the idea. Everyone yeah. does this planning. Everyone saves. Everyone saves. You know, one of the things I've started telling people is they're like, I can put $100 a month towards retirement. I'm like, that's great. What if you go out and can't work tomorrow? You'll yeah. have $100. That's great. You have 100 more than you don't. Yeah. So that's good news. But what about a disability plan and $50 a month towards retirement? Maybe mm-hmm. it's 50-50. I don't know. Every individual's different. Right. Every company's different. Um, but now if you can't work, you'll have income plus $50. Yeah. And while, yes, it's insurance that may not never be used – May not. May not. Yeah. Never. May never be used. Sure. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I like numbers, not grammar. <laughs> Just ask my ninth grade uh, English teacher or my mom. Um, she was an English teacher, and she still couldn't get me to pass that year very easily. It was a lot of work. But numbers I enjoy. Yeah. Um, and so uh, what typically happens is we find a balance in these things. Yeah. Because yes, loss of income through lack of work or whatnot, loss of life, an early death, mm-hmm. you know, unfortunately that's something I deal with quite often in my business. Um, yep. People passing away just before retirement, people passing away in their thirties, hmm. loss of children. Yeah. You know, um, one of the things I have a lot of miserable, uncomfortable conversations. Yeah. Because I say, what if you lost your child tomorrow? No one wants to think about that. I don't want to think about that. Right. But I also don't want to think about the burden that would create. Yeah. So now you're gone. Your wife and your children are there. They're dealing with your passing, and they're also dealing with how are we going to pay for his funeral? Yeah. How are we going to survive next month? Because life insurance handles a couple things. Final expenses. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Maybe estate taxes. Maybe generous planning. Right. You know, but what people don't think of life insurance for is providing income Mm -hmm. for those you used to provide income for. Right. Right. I don't like to do rule of thumb planning, but 10 times your income is the rule of thumb for life insurance. Mm. And most people aren't even close. Yeah. Do specific planning and you'll find out what that number actually is. And the way we do that is we ask questions that you haven't thought about Mm. and you come up with that number for yourself. Mm. And then the number one thing I would say is as we're paying off that, as we're doing stuff, um, a lot of people get scared about cost. Yes. Everyone panics about cost. Same thing. They don't like to come to the attorney's office because they think the clock's going to be running and they're worried about every second they spend in there and how much the bill's going to be. And is that reality? No. Right. And that's She's billing me right now. So. <laughs> <Right>. Wow. <laughs> Man, Are you billing me right now? <laughs> no. Um, and that's where we... We'll find out later. <laughs> Surprise. It'll be in the mail. Uh, yeah. I've received one of those from Jim. Hey, I got this invoice from you. That's weird. Yeah, yeah. We, we talked about it. We knew it was happening. Okay. <laughs> I, I did my legal planning with you. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. I'm like, when did I mail you an invoice? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wow. After you did work for me that we had talked mm-hmm. about. Yeah. That time. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. yeah. So we provided legal services. services. And, yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah. We had this really great discussion. <laughs> <laughs> you were pretty busy. 
I, I don't. I, normally, we hand people bills. <laughs> you for had that the TV kind of on. Stuff. You were and you may have. Mail. I don't. I don't remember. That's why I was hung up by the mail. Oh. I don't normally mail a lot of invoices. It's normally here you go and you slide it across the table. Yep, <laughs> and that's probably what happened. Um, but so when you protect yourself against setbacks, the two questions I ask are: Can you afford to not do it? Hmm. That's the number one. Yes, it costs money, but think about if you don't have it. What is life like? Right. And that's where quite often your wife goes, I'll pay for it. I don't care. Um, and then the other que- the other thing I typically say is, how much do you think it costs? And then when I show them, you know, usually, I mean, I've been, I've came in at $500 under what they estimated. Granted, they had no clue what it would cost, but right. yeah. they were thinking the insurance to protect their family through term insurance was going to be $500 a month. And I'm like, well, it's about 100 Yeah, And they're like, how? And you just explain how. You say there are options that can cost 500 or more. Sure. Yeah. That's where life insurance, disability insurance, health insurance, work with a professional. Mm. Because the other thing a lot of people don't understand is quite often we don't get paid that way. We right. get paid through premiums. There's not additional things required. Yeah. Um, and all this leads into the plan. Mm-hmm. Right. You can do all these things piecemeal. Mm. You can go see an insurance guy. You can go see an investment guy. You can go see a financial planner. Someone needs to be looking at your big picture. Yeah. Yes. For how everything works together. Even if you don't have a lawyer, don't have a CPA involved, we need to look at your big picture because that goes back to everyone is an individual. Yeah. And the goal is to educate you on what you're doing in your picture, educate you on the decisions you're making and the pros and cons to those decisions mm-hmm. so that at the end of the day, you decide what you want and it's not someone deciding for you. Mm. And typically what will happen is people will bring recommendations to you. They'll say, here's plan A, B, and C. Yeah. If you like a plan, you go with it. If you don't, you don't. Mm -hmm. And because what really happens is back in my office, I've worked up plans A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K. Mm -hmm. But now you're going to sit at the table and go, whoa, this is too much. Yeah. Right. And that's where it's our job to make sure we find what's most suitable and in your best interest, to make sure we know what's going to work the best for you. Okay. Um, All right. Based on the information you've provided. Yeah. Because every plan I do for someone, every plan any financial professional does, it's only good as the information you give us. You've heard the term before, garbage in, garbage out. Right. Um, And typically that's when people don't believe in the plan. But if you give us high-quality information, we give you high-quality information back. Typically people go... Wow. Yeah. This makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, great. Yeah. Lots of good things to think about. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I'm thinking yeah, about I, I've got the debt. wheels turning, as it were. Yeah. So we will all be having conversations with John later, separately <laughs> in part. John, I know financial planners, they always have that disclosure. What's that fun disclosure you have? So my fun disclosure is as a financial representative, I can't disperse legal or tax advice. You'll want to consult your attorney or tax preparer to determine the best fits for your individual situation. Absolutely. So now we have that taken care of. Hey, I'm looking forward to your lawyer joke of the week, Ben. Um, Because you know that's my favorite part of each You should be. You should be. Right. But first, as always, a little housekeeping. 
Please follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook. That is our primary landing page where you can comment, get news, or suggest future topics. You can also ask questions. If you are, are already following us, thank you. I need to reword that because I can never <laughs> say it. <laughs> um, and, and seriously, though, real, real quick, ask questions. We, we love getting questions from our listeners and then... You know, turning that around and turning it into an episode. It makes things better and easier. Mm -hmm. um, you can also find uh, Boxland Media on Facebook as well. Uh, we do lots of things up to and including putting out the fine print with Attorney Jen route every week. Um, if you already follow us, thank you. Uh, you can also find me on social media. Um, the Twitter is probably your best bet. Uh, it's uh, the Almighty, at the Almighty Ben on Twitter. Um, you're not going to find Jen on Twitter because she, no. she don't do no Twitters. Nope. So. No tweeting. No tweeting. Nope. No Stay tweeting. Cool, Jen. Stay yeah. cool. <laughs> <laughs> She's all retro. John, and shit. Where, where can we find you? And you can find me through Thrivent.com. We're the Thrivent Financial Grove City office, or we are also on Facebook. And that's at facebook.com forward slash Jonathan, J O N A T H A N dot G R O L E A U. No one's ever going to spell that right. <laughs> nope. Dot Thrivent. Um, and you can find us on there as well. Um, but if any comments, questions come in, we will take them offline and answer them personally for you instead of doing it in a social media, as is probably appropriate for financial situations. Yes. Right. Yes. Absolutely. If you are new to the show, welcome. We hope you come back. If you like the show, we would really appreciate it if you could take a few minutes out of your very busy day, head over to iTunes and give us a nice rating and review us. That helps us out with our visibility on the world's largest podcast repository. And finally, we would like to thank all of you, our listeners. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. We really appreciate it. It's because of you that this podcast exists, uh, especially you folks over there in the Netherlands. We love Good Netherlands. on you, man. Thank you for listening. It's, uh, I don't know why you keep listening, but... It's good that you do. That's awesome. <laughs> um, but, uh, uh, oh, God, I forgot. Sharing what is caring. Yeah, sharing, Please yes. share. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is what happens when I try to go off script. Um, <laughs> the, uh, uh, remember, sharing is caring. It, it's the kind of thing, like, if, if there's an episode of this that you think could help people, and I think this episode in particular could really help people. It's, I agree. It's, the, this is good information, folks, and it's the kind of thing that, like. Everybody needs. Yeah, everybody needs it. And it's like, it's. It, you know, everybody gripes about the millionaires that are that are doing this and taking advantage of all these loopholes. But the same things are there for you. You just have to have the right people to guide you in the right directions. So it's it's important. So if you know somebody who might benefit, share. We've got lots of other episodes that deal with lots of other topics, including heroin addiction, which is a fascinating <laughs> episode. Oh, so angry um, about I the heroin. That was rated. Yeah, very highly rated um, by nobody in particular. <laughs> So um, angry. Share it, please. It, it helps us out a lot. It helps other people out a lot. And that's kind of why we're doing the whole thing. So, um, Jen, would you like to hear this week's lawyer joke of the week? Absolutely. Uh, it's, it's, it's really kind of serendipitous. Uh, it's oh, a, great. <laughs> a, a lawyer emailed a client and said, Dear Jennifer. Uh, oh, that's, uh, man. <laughs> Make it personal. Um, I thought I saw you on the street the other day, and I crossed over to say hello, but it wasn't you. So I went back. Uh, that's one-tenth of an hour. That's $30, please. <laughs> <laughs> you think it'd only be 30 <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kidding, folks. Yep. Kidding. All right, folks. Well, until next time, I'm Ben Needenthal. And I'm Attorney Jen Rout. And with us today, John Grolo, reminding you that ignorance of the law excuses no man from following it. All right, folks. We'll see you next time. 
This program is meant to be informative in nature and does not constitute actual legal advice or form an attorney-client relationship in any way. Views and opinions stated in this program are solely the views and opinions of the speaker. Each situation is different. Always consult an attorney in your state to analyze your specific legal needs. This program may change your views of attorneys in general, as they are not what they seem on TV. I mean, seriously, could the main character in Suits actually exist in real life? Boxland Media. Think big.